Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stecken here. Travis Crittens with me here, my good friend and co-host of this podcast. And uh, I know what you're thinking here. It's Super Bowl week. But uh, two stories top this one. And we begin first with uh, Stormy Daniels here at the at the weather desk. Stormy, how are we doing here? Oh, that, that, that's bad. Stormy Daniels, that's, that's a prostitute name. We're not getting into that here. Either way. Prostitutes? Is it Stormy Daniels? Isn't she the prostitute? I call her a porn star. A porn star. Sorry. Yeah, my my apologies. Is, here. Uh, is well, there porn a star. difference? Yes, I think there is. Yes, I, I that, that that was a my bad. Prostitute. I, I would say in my book of definitions, a prostitute is somebody who has money has sex for money. I'd say a porn star also does that, but is videotaped. Yes. My, my bad here with, with the Stormy Daniels reference here. I was trying to just think of a weather well, thing here. Like, maybe Haley Berry. <laughs> like, hail. Uh, either way, it's... it's uh, This is already a great start to the podcast here. Uh, are you sure we don't want to just restart? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, the outtake is good. The outtake is good. Um, either way, this... It's cold. It's going to be bitterly cold up in my neck of the woods in Fargo, North Dakota. It's bitterly cold in all all across Minnesota, most of Iowa, most if not all Wisconsin, Chicago, uh, eastern uh, South Dakota. You, though, seem to be somewhat unscathed. Um, no, it's cold. It's cold. Well, I mean, you're not going to see the 50 to 60 below wind chills. No, we're going to see about 40, 45, which is about, I don't know. That's ridiculous. 45 more below than what should be recommended. We're recording this podcast before the polar vortex really uh, dives in and kills us all because we're all going to die of the cold here. We're all going to die at some point. The polar vortex is what's going to really kill us, though. Um, They've already canceled school here through Thursday, like, into Thursday, you know, like they say that classes to cancel two days to cancel two days at a time is impressive. To cancel colleges, serious. Yes, yep. Kelsey doesn't have to work uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. They've closed MSUM down. They've closed the technical colleges uh, down. I would assume. Now, I I don't know what the University of Minnesota is doing, and and the the universities down south in in. In Minnesota, but I would only imagine that they also will be closing up here the next two days. The Gophers have a game, a home game against Illinois on Wednesday night. I believe the low temperature is going to be negative 30. That's not factoring in the wind chill. Uh, If I were the Big Ten, I would say, hey, Gophers, postpone this game until, say, Friday, something. You know, be smart. Um... You know, or even Thursday when it's going to be like four below. Uh, this, I, I tell you what, I am very impressed that they've canceled two days at a time. I saw South Dakota State is uh, yep. is closing early uh, Tuesday, like no classes after three and no classes on Wednesday. Uh, people are taking this seriously, and that is good because this this shit can kill you. Almost instantaneously. I was talking to that guy at work today, and um, 
we also, you and me have talked about, you know, the heat, the heat is bad. I think we hate the heat. Yes. And the cold is also bad. But I was sad, I think I thought, you know, the, the cold, I guess, give me the cold more than the heat. Yes. You can warm up. You can't, you know, once it's 110, you can't cool down. You just wear nothing, but you're still sweating and then dying out there. But then on the other hand, me and this other guy yep. came up with, it's more dangerous, this, you know, 60 below windchill stuff. Absolutely. If you're outside and it's 100 and 110 and you can't breathe, that's bad. As long as you're not doing any physical activity, as long as you're drinking water, sunscreen, you should be fine. You're going to sweat. It's going to feel miserable. As long as, you know, you know, heat stroke is a thing, you can die of the heat. Um, but as long as you're not doing anything physical, you can be fine. Right. On the other hand, if, if you're out in the cold and the temperature is 25 below and you have a 15, 20 mile an hour wind out of the north and it feels like it's 45 or 60 below and you're out in that for literally 5 or 10 minutes, uh, your, your skin ceases to exist Yep. Uh, and, and, and that can kill you. So yep. you can, so it's, it's more deadly that cold, uh, folks, folks can die. Hopefully the animals are, are good. Yes. Animals make it through. But, uh, when I say deathly cold, that's a serious, serious thing. Deathly cold. So if you're stranded in your vehicle, uh, no reason to be out. From the North Dakota governor. I mean, he hasn't called me personally. I don't know why he hasn't, Doug Burgum. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard... Uh, I, I believe that the Minnesota Governor Wall, uh, Governor Walls, education, like, okay, what's the best thing to do? Because you do have to factor in, you know, those kids that, you know, they need a school lunch, they need a place to go to during the day. So you do have to, you know, figure out those things. But I mean, the, this cold—it's it, just ridiculous. Unless you are in, like work, unless you work at a hospital a hotel, or even a gas station, or, or a police officer, a firefighter. You shouldn't be outside at all in this. I'm surprised that a state of emergency has not been declared yet, or that, well, like... you got to get that wall built first, Dad, oh, that's before true. we do the emergency with a cold. Well, you know what? Maybe we should build a dome around us right now. I saw this idea. You build a dome, we can protect us from all this cold air that's uh, sifting in from Canada. No doubt, Sanford can afford. <laughs> uh, so I mean, unless you are like in a, uh, like in a position, like unless your job is re- like required, like a nurse or someone like that, I don't think you should be out in this because if your car does doesn't start or stalls on the road, I mean, like you said, if you're in, in outside in the elements for five minutes, you're going to get frostbite in like. To, to exposed areas, and you you could die. I mean, that's this is uh, as blunt as you could possibly say. This stuff is very. This storm is. Well, I don't know if it's a storm. This polar vortex is very very dangerous. And every time you know we get a blast of cold air, you're like, holy crap, that's really cold. This is beyond any just normal winter blast of cold air that you might get. This is staying for days. You know what I'd say? Uh, m- move to Arizona? 
I usually say go to hell, but not this time. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, a good day sack and stay home and eat some oranges is what I say. Oh, yes, yes. Get that vitamin C everything up. Have you ever seen the movie Day After Tomorrow? No. Oh, you should. You should see it. Dennis Quaid's in it. Have it's... you seen, have you seen uh, the, the, uh, the second version of that? Uh, no, I haven't. What's it called? Tomorrow? Oh, well, that's what that would make sense. So, uh, Tuesday. Some new, some new material for the two-man show. There we go. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll ask Marcus if that'll if that'll Very fly in there. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely give you credit, though, for that joke. Uh, I encourage you to see it at some point. It is about, like, global warming and all this stuff. Uh, and I know people will say, oh, global warming must not be real if you're in this ice age right now. But, uh, I mean, you don't get these extreme temperatures all the time. Uh, this is very serious stuff, and uh, it sucks. I mean, this is gripping almost the entire country. Uh, they're getting a snowstorm in Atlanta, Georgia, site of the Super Bowl. And by snowstorm, I mean an inch in Atlanta and maybe up to two in the suburbs. But, oh, watch out for that ice. That ice might be bad. And uh, you know what? Guess what? Get some salt. Get some sand. Put those trucks on the road. That's what I say. It's gonna be cold enough to freeze for God's sake. How cold is it gonna get? I don't. It's below freezing. It'll be below freezing. I like. Right. They're even talking about snow down in Mississippi and Alabama. Uh, Good. I, I, one, of my, one of my great things is it's 52 right now in that state. 44 tomorrow. It's gonna be in the 40s. Tuesday, Wednesday, it'll be at 22. Yeah, that's not gonna freeze. This is not an issue. We got rain, so what? It's going to be 60, 60 degrees on game day in a dome. One of my expectations are southern people and snow. It, it's embarrassing. I know they're not used to it, but it's, at it's some, not at some, common sense. At, at, right. And at hey. some point you would think, like, hey, they, you know, we got snow this, you know, one time last year or two years ago. You, you know what? You, you, uh, you look at what you did. And you make improvements to it. It melts so fast, it doesn't matter. It's not right. icing over people. Christ, if they knew what I drove in or what we've driven in, good Lord, they would lose their mind. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember coming back a couple of Christmases ago. We were down in Brookings, and I had to get back to Fargo to work. And I-29 was literally all, like, just sheer ice from Brookings <laughs> to, I would say, the North Dakota border. Just all ice. You could barely go 30 miles an hour. I closed the interstate today from Brookings to North Dakota. So. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, keep people off the roads. Like I say, this is a dangerous storm. I remember uh, the, it was like the winter of 96 or 97. I was in, I believe, third grade. That was the year. I don't know how it was like for you in, in Hartford. But that was the year, I think, where we got out of school for like two or three weeks because of all the storms and, you know, the, the cold temperatures, everything like that. Like, it was super cold. I remember they had closed the, they had closed the state down one, at least one day, if not two, because of the cold temperatures. I remember if it was, I can't remember if it was WCCO or care 11 but they were down in marshall in front of the wooden nickel it's a it's a bar and grill 
And they were talking in Marshall, Minnesota, about uh, the, the cold temperatures and how much snow we were getting. Like, holy shit, you are out in freezing temperatures. And that's what people are going to be doing tomorrow and Wednesday. So uh, for those that are listening after Tuesday and Wednesday, hopefully you stayed safe. Hopefully you aren't frostbit. And for those that, uh, you know what, just stay safe out there because it's a dangerous storm. Dangerous storm. You said they shut down the state for a day? I believe so, yeah. I think like they closed pretty much everything. Could you imagine if instead of a day it was 35 days, instead of a state it was the federal government? Could you imagine? Oh, you imagine? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't I think, I don't foresee that ever happening. I just don't. No. I just don't. Um, the other story, the big story, uh, besides this uh, cold air that's going to kill us all, uh, the polar vortex, uh, before we get to the Super Bowl, Byron Buxton has put on a lot of weight. This is significant oh. news. Significant yeah. news. Mark just said the other day, this is about the time, end of January, catch this picture report here in about three weeks, the, the, the Buxton redemption story. Oh, what did Buxton do this year? Oh, he did this, he did that, he got stronger, he ain't going to get hurt all the time, he's going to be better. I think this is like the year. Either he figures it out or they got to move on. Yep. And maybe if they move on, he figures it out somewhere else, kind of like Aaron Hicks did. But at that time, Aaron Hicks, he got enough. He had a thousand, you know, at, at bats, you got to go. You got to be better. You have to show improvement. You don't got to be uh, where you're going to be at at your peak. You have to be better. And Buxton... I mean, he rarely played last year because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And even when he did play early on, like 20 games of that, he was back to what he always was. A lot of strikeouts, great defense, and a guy who can't even hit 200. So it was very disappointing. I had high hopes for him because at the end of the previous year, last month, he was like a 300 hitter. He was the best stretch he ever had. And now he's all well, He's basically missed an entire year. And... Don't get hurt for one. Uh, continue your great defense, your great speed. You know, the size affects the speed. He's still the fastest guy in baseball. With the bat, you got it as, as good as you are defensively, as fast as you are. If you can't hit 200, the ground base percentage is 275. No matter how good you are defensively, that's not enough to, to have a spot. So. I can't remember if we discussed this last week. I don't think we did. Maybe we did. The fact that are, do you believe that the Twins are seriously that mystery team regarding Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? No. I think the, I think the, I think the Padres are. I don't know if it's been out there. They've mentioned the Padres are interested in Machado. But I would say I think the Padres either is dumb. Cosmer was dumb. Um, I think Harper goes to the Phillies. I think Machado, maybe he also goes to the Phillies or White Sox. Um, just with the, just with the way I mean, that this story has kind of gained traction because ESPN's Buster only. Why do you, why do you think? Why do you think that? Again, I, I mentioned I thought last week it's just odd. We know all of these things, and we know there's this apparent mystery team to sign Machado. Yep. But we don't know who it is. We know there is one, but we don't know who it is. I think it's the Padres, but whatever. The fact, though, that you would say that Minnesota gets lumped into that, you know, like Buster Olney had said. Um, I think, you know, the the weather, how do they compete with Los Angeles? 
They got AJ Pollock now. They got AJ Pollock, so Harper's probably not going to LA. Well, uh, with the money, I guess the the deal was the mystery team would offer more money than these others, but maybe the destination of Minnesota would not be as desirable as Chicago or Philadelphia. I don't think many Twins fans are buying into the notion that Bryce no. Harper or Manny Machado would actually come there. But even just the mere mention of the Twins. Linking like linked to Harper and Machado does I think get Twins fans hope like oh what if this happened and whatnot and you you know what it is this is just setting up the Minnesota sports fan to be monumentally disappointed when the Twins don't get him even though it was a pipe dream to begin with uh like I don't think it's gonna happen but you know again the mere fact that it's linked it, it kind of makes you think like oh what if. This would be super cool. And, you know, the season's going to be over before it even begins because people are going to be so disappointed when Harper doesn't sign with the Twins, even though it's got about a, as good a chance as a snowball in hell. Uh, yeah, there's no disappointment because there's no chance to begin with. So, But there will be for certain Twins fans. Hold in their dump. Okay. I don't. Those people, you know how they vote, so I don't want to, I don't want to be associated with, with people like that. I mean, it's not going to happen. It'd be nice. It'd be fun. If it comes out that that was the case, that'd be hilarious. But uh, this is a franchise that has not spent like that. So it'd be very surprising. Oh, oh, oh. We have a phone. Already, the cold air is killing our connection. The cold air, Krenz, is killing the connection. But we're back. We're back with you. It'd be very surprising if they were the uh yes. So uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, okay. yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh oh, we have the Super Bowl this week. It is on Sunday, February third. We get to see Tony. Ro- we get to hear Tony Romo, uh, the great Tony Romo, call plays right before they happen. So betters, I think, I think uh, a lot of prop. I don't. I haven't looked at the prop bets. I know I saw Charlie is done a prop, a prop bet podcast with another member of the Aberdeen American News uh, regarding the prop bets. So that was interesting. I'll have to take a listen to that. But um, I gotta think Tony Romo is involved in quite a few prop bets. It'll be tough. I'll get him up here in a minute and see what we got. Jim, uh, over under, like, the first five minutes, Jim Nance says, oh, Tony Romo, you, this is your, you finally got to a Super Bowl. That's got to be on there. First five minutes of the game, something like that? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a little earlier, but, I mean, you never know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do that. Romo might do that. I don't think Nance will. You don't think Nance would give it a little jab? Well, that's good. He he likes his he likes his partner here. Uh, the Rams. You make fun of me, huh? What's that? If Nance does that, Romo should come back with at least I didn't cheat on my wife. That's you. <laughs> oh boy, the Super Bowl's awkward. Five minutes in, we got another three and a half hours of this. Fantastic. Uh, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53 from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
It is the Los Angeles Rams out of the NFC against the New England Patriots out of the AFC. 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Uh, Why is this like in past years like 5.27? I don't know. Or 5.23 or some stupid ass. At least at least I'm a fan of, call it 5.30. That's, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why the, the time is, is that way, but... Um, but I agree with you. You know, it, all these weird times. It's like Toronto playing games at seven oh seven Eastern. Uh, I saw I, I, uh, the Fox affiliate here doesn't have local news or weather or anything. They don't have a local news broadcast like other cities do. Yep. For their Fox. But they had some weather update on, like, at the top of the hour the other night with some dude, and they had the weather on there or the wind. Yep. Guess what, guess what range they had for the wind? The wind was out of the north at what to what? Guess what they decided to put on there? I'm guessing they put 7 to 21 miles an hour. From 15 to 19. <laughs> you couldn't have said 20, 15 to 20 wasn't, wasn't good enough? <laughs> you couldn't have said you had to go 15 to 19? How precise. What if... What if a wind gust got over 20? Then you'd be like, I can't even take this weather forecast seriously anymore. I don't take the channel seriously, sir. Uh, so the Super Bowl, though, I, you know, I'll give my prediction here in a little bit. Um, but it seems really difficult for me to think that the Patriots are going to lose this game. I don't really... This is uh, seems like a blah Super Bowl to me. Like I don't care one way or the other. Uh, I would prefer the Patriots not win, but I'm if they do win, I'm not going to be, you know, upset about it at all. I do think the intriguing part to me is going to be, you know, the two weeks that Sean McVay, the greatest offensive mind arguably in the game today, will he be able to put together a few plays that makes the Patriots defense go, huh, and scratch their heads? I mean, they that very well could be. But then again, I don't see the Rams' defense being able to stop the Patriots' offense. I think you know between screen games and you know running the ball with Sony Michelle, I just I have a hard time thinking that the Patriots are going to lose this game. What about you? I mean, I think it's a fifty-fifty game. Spreads two and a half. New England over/under is fifty-six and a half. Every Super Bowl they've ever played in, with Brady's been close. It's been a three, four point game, overtime game. So I think it's going to be a field goal game. And coming to the end, like all of their games have been, I think New England's going to win. Last year was the Super Bowl I cared the least about. At the end, it was the best Super Bowl I'd ever saw. Mm-hmm. One of the best games I ever saw. Period. Yep. Because of, of the offense, because of the back and forth. Um, Brady was about 50 yards away from throwing for the most yards ever in the history of the NFL, which he would have done if he would have completed that pass at the end of the game. They could have tied the record. So it was a great Super Bowl. I think there'll be some points here. Maybe take the over, I guess, 56 and a half. Over sounds about right. Um, I think the difference, if you want a key to the game, the old key to the game. The old key to the game, yes. Key to the game. And the key to the game is the. Patriots offensive line, that's the key. Keep the quarterback upright. Brady throws very quickly. Eliminate the pass rush. 
and the Rams, that great defense they have, that great defensive line. I think I said this last week. Gave up the most yards per carry. Yes. Uh, second was Kansas City. I think the Chiefs kind of ran over Kansas City. And uh, Sony Michelle has been amazing. Yes. Uh, here the past month or so. Well, he might have a big game. He might be uh, a dark horse, or let's say an African American horse. Yes. For the uh, for the MVP. So I think offensive line and running the ball will be the key for New England. I like them to win. Take the over. Take the take the, the minus two and a half. I think New England wins thirty twenty seven. They cover by a half point. The over cashes by a half a point. Ooh, I like it. I foresee a bigger blowout than that. And it... <sighs> Greg Zerline misses a 70-yard field goal at the end. Oh! oh well, you know what? He is kicking indoors. Uh, like... I want to I see him. I want to see him at the end of the game. Add the ball at midfield by three seconds to go. Down three. I want to see that guy kick like a 67-yarder for the tie. Or for the game. Have, That's what I want. Have we ever seen an offensive coordinator put together a better game plan in back-to-back games? You could you could look at the regular season, or you could just look at the playoffs. Better than Josh McDaniels has? I mean, probably, probably. I mean, the Chiefs' defense is not good. It's not even average. It's below average. But th- he that's what is so great about what he did is that he kept that Chiefs' defense on the field. They didn't try and go take a that deep shot right. down the field. They just ran the ball at him. They, they threw some short passes. They kept that defense on the field at all times. I think that's what the Patriots are going to do here against the Rams. They are going to, as you say, you're good. They're going to negate that pass rush or that you know the Aaron Donald effect because Brady will get out, get the ball out in two seconds or less. Uh, they're going to use the screen game. The Rams linebacking court is not very good. Their secondary, I don't care. Akeem Talib, you can say what you want about him. He's he's fine, but I mean he's who's not... the guy from last week? Nicole or oh, no, Nicole will be Coleman. I mean he's probably going to commit a pass interference penalty and it'll actually get called. In this one that's got to Ni- be a prop bet. Nyquil PM, whatever the name was. Yeah. <laughs> Nikel uh, Roby Coleman. Um, oh, close enough. Close, close enough. enough. Yes, yes. He'll be nickeling and diming his way in this uh, game. Um, I just. I just think that the Rams are a little overmatched in this regard. Uh, I think there's something going on with Todd Gurley. They're talking. I know the Rams are talking him up. Like, oh yeah, Todd Gurley is is super good. Like he'll be ready. We expect a big Super Bowl from him. But honestly, you got to keep C.J. Anderson in the mix. He's been tremendous since they signed him back like the you know second to last week of the regular season. I mean. He's just great, and I think Jared Goff, as good of a quarterback as he has become. You know what? You know what Drew Hammond said the other week, which I thought was preposterous? Yeah, what did he say? That he's that Goff isn't even a top 15 guy. Who I would he? have a hard time. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. I could. Okay. You, have a, you have a hard time arguing that he's not a top 10 guy. The 10 guys better than him. No. So, and to say he's not even in the top half, 
out of the very poor comments. Well, so I let's just go through the AFC East quick. Or like I'm just going through this quickly here. Is uh Brady? He's, Brady we don't want. Yep, yep. AFC North. He would be better than Roethlisberger. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's about it. I like uh, Baker Mayfield. Ba- Baker Maybe. Mayfield would be like right on the coattails of Jared Goff. AFC sure. South. Uh, he's be- I'll give it to Luck. Luck? Would you would you put Deshaun Watson ahead of him? It's pretty close. I might. That's cool. Just give it to Luck for AFC West. We'll be liberal here. AFC West. Pat tra- Patrick Mahomes and Philip Rivers. Sure, six. Uh, NFC East. Is he better than Eli? Yes. Is he better than any Washington quarterback? Yes. Is he better than Dak Prescott? Yes. Is he better than? Uh, how do you how do you uh, quantify or yes. qualify the the Eagles quarterbacks? Is he better than Nick Foles? Yes. Really? Okay. Um, NFC North, better than Rodgers? No. Is he better than Frank? Yes. Better than Matthew Stafford? Yes. Better than Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Barely, though? Would you trade Kirk Cousins for Goff? Yep. Would the Rams? Nope. Yeah, yeah probably not. Uh, NFC South? That, 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 that is how you answer that question. Would this team trade their quarterback for him? If it's right. yes then Goff is better than your quarterback. Yeah. Uh, NFC South, is he only better than Winston? You got Breeze, Ryan, and Cam Newton. I think better than Cam Newton. Okay. And then NFC, nine. NFC West, give, Russell Wilson would be the only quarterback, right? So, very liberally, I'll put him 11th. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a... So to, say, to say he's not even top 15... I couldn't find four other guys. Cousins. No, I couldn't find one. Dak Prescott. You're really reaching. You're right. really reaching now. So yeah. I thought that was that was that was ridiculous. I would agree. I would agree. I don't like that uh, statement at all. Now the Patriots always get off to slow starts in the Super Bowl. Um, I think last year they finally scored points in the first quarter for the first time ever in a Super Bowl. Remember, I think it'll be 17 years ago to the day that the Patriots beat the Rams for their first Super Bowl title. That was at the Louisiana Superdome. There in That's when everybody liked New England because they weren't good. Right. Now people, people hate people that are successful. And it was right after 9-11. So people were like, oh, it's so great that a, a team named the Patriots could win for you know America. Like this was America's team. Um, this is America's team beating another team from America. Right. Go us. Right. Uh, yeah, I. as much as I, I think the Rams can keep it close, I think they can keep it interesting, but I just think the, the way the Patriots are executing right now offensively, and I think they will be able to come up with a few things defensively. Maybe the Rams will get them a, player, a trick player too. I just don't see the Rams being able to stay with this team. Right. I, I really don't. So, this is the first non-close Super Bowl then? I believe so. I think it will be a one-possession game with like... Well, with, No, wait, wait, wait. No, no. With, with six minutes left in the game... The, well, then I, I would say that's a close the, game. The Rams, yeah. I think the Ram. I think the Patriots will ultimately win uh, by like between 10 to 14 points. I would say that's a close game. Close game? Okay. Yep. 
So you know, I, it, it, I mean, if, if it's you know fourth quarter and we're still seven points away and we're six minutes away and it's still a seven point game, I would say that would qualify. I will say that the Patriots win thirty four to twenty. So I will take the under, but I will take mm-hmm. them to to win. So, all right. Yep. So I think it'll be a fine, perfectly fine game. Yep. Uh, any anything else? You know, like any other keys or like matchups well, that you're looking at? Right, that's a, no. This will be the first. Yeah. Uh, commercials. I I hate it that they no. come out with these commercials ahead of time because it totally defeats the purpose of watching the Super Bowl for many. I mean, you want to see the Super Bowl for everything, including the commercials. Do you expect this year's batch of commercials to be good? I think last year was okay, but we haven't had a truly great year in quite some time. You'll be fine. I can't remember a single commercial from last year. I think there's one I saw today that was a Super Bowl commercial where the guy goes into the time machine. Yes, Doritos. By Doritos. I saw that today. That was good. I think that was a Super Bowl commercial last year. There may have been a, one or two others that were fine. But I can't remember any from last year. Danny so. DeVito as an Eminem was one. That was good. Yep. There's a couple of you gotta kinda refresh the memory on, but Tide had a couple it, if I recall correctly. So uh let's see what let's see let's see here. Some prop bets. I always like the national anthem. Yep. Um you know, you got your normal ones that you could get for any game, pretty much fifty fifties. Team to challenge a penalty first. You know, just hundreds and hundreds. Um, wire-to-wire victory by the Patriots. So if you like that, uh, you know, to win with a lead or tie at the end of each quarter. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some pretty decent odds there. Um, touchdown scored in a punt return. That's 12-1. to one. Touchdown scored in a kickoff is 16-1. to one. So touchdown in the fourth quarter. Big odds on that. Oh, I think that's. Uh, I think that's. I would take yeah, that. That's six and a half to one that that happens. So odds are not great there to make any money. Jared Goff oh. out throwing Tom Brady. What are the odds on that? I don't know. You can bet the. Uh, so you think New England by seven to twelve, or you have fourteen? Ten, ten to fourteen points. Well, if it's seven to twelve, it'd be plus four hundred, so you'd make four times the money. So they've got like different ranges of five, six points. You can bet on that. What's the what's uh, normally the Gatorade color? Is it yellow, orange? Yeah, orange. Yeah, let's see. Player, player futures, main prop bets. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I got. I don't have any of the fun ones. What would be a fun? Uh, I don't have any of the fun ones. So we can look back at the uh, at the fun ones next week when we recap the Super Bowl. But again, Super Bowl Fifty Three, CBS five thirty p.m. Eastern. Of course, they'll have plenty of pregame coverage starting at like one, and it'll be a great time. Tony Romo, Jim Nance. Uh, you know what? Does Jay Feely really need to be at this Super Here Bowl? Here we go. Here we go. Sure. Everybody, everybody, and anybody needs to be at this. I think they were all hands on deck. Any player to kneel during the anthem? Uh, plus five hundred says yes. That'd uh, be five to one odds. 
somebody did uh, last night. Well, she nailed her in the anthem. Or will she forget a mythy word? That's a big no. Or her, or her, or wear her, what will she wear? Pants or a dress? Dress is the favorite. Uh, the microphone, the microphone, will she have a headset? Not on the mic or the mic stand. Mic stand is a slight favorite. Uh, Grinkowski have hand on heart during the anthem. Big yes. Over under is a minute and a half or a minute 50. Even odds at the moment for that. Who was shown first during the anthem? Brady or Goff? Brady, a slight favorite. Belichick or McVeigh? Uh, Belichick, a slight favorite. Uh, is the term greatest show on turf said during the broadcast? Favorite on that is no. Ooh, I, I would think they would bring that up. Because I would take... I, would, so, I, I think they will say it because they're going to... Say, oh, here's a. You know, we're looking back at last, you know, at the Super Bowl that these two were in 17 years ago, the greatest show on turf against Tom Brady. Yes, I will absolutely put. I would put put a lot of money down that they say greatest show on turf. A what? Yes. I would like to put some on there too, but I can't now. Well, Adam Levine kneeled during the thing. No, but his shoe color white is a favorite. Will he wear a hat? Will any member of the winning team visit the White House? Ten to one, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, will a running back win the MVP? I think that's intriguing uh, with Tony Michelle. Will Belichick be referred to as a genius? Slight no on that. Is Bon Jovi shown during the game? Is Michael? Is there a question about Michael Vick being shown? Because I think that should be up there. Uh, Trump tweets it on that day. Over five, under five. I would think it'd be under five. We can go on a tweet store, maybe three, four in a row. Uh, color liquid right now, clear and yellow are the top two favorites. Okay. Uh, first Doritos commercial, what's the color of the bag? Red is the favorite. Blue is second. Is Giselle Bungeding shown during the broadcast? Over, under one and a half. Only the quarterback have a rushing touchdown. Oh. You know what? In the Super Bowl a couple years ago against Atlanta, James White should have been the MVP of that game. I think he only had 13 catches or something. Or was he? Or was he, Nate? No, he should have been. Oh, Brady but... was. I mean, it was close. I mean, I, I'd give it to Brady, but, I mean, he would have been number two. Right. Um... He got the, the share over under 71 and a half. Um, I have to look into that a bit. Greatest of all time, is that mentioned during the broadcast, even odds? Uh, if a streaker is there during the game who touches or tackles that person first, a player or the security guard? <laughs> Rune five songs, sung at half, over under four. Will they sing certain songs? How many first down measurements? Will either announce or mention the spread? Will they mention the Brady-Goff age gap? A slight yes on that. I think that would be huge to the coaches' age. Yeah. This is is less than two to one, so I would say that would be pretty certain they would. I I believe they would. I mean, because you have to, because it's exactly half. uh, McVeigh is half the age of Bill Belichick. Absolutely, they got to mention that. He's two years older than us. Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel good? I still eat Captain Crunch in the morning, so. I hope he does too. Well, you know, Rice How about Rice Krispies treat cereal? You ever eat that? Yeah, yeah, once in a while. 
bit too sweet for my taste, but once in a while. Reese's Puffs? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a big chocolate fan. Not a big chocolate with the cereal. Okay. Chocolate cereal's no good. Oh, what? Damn it. Oh, uh, do they have anything about how many times the Masters will be promoted? I, it's got to be over. Well, over. Tiger Woods will well, be mentioned. They say pretty heavy no on that 5-1. to one. Uh, Super Bowl record of 75 points. Will that be broken? That's 5-1. to one. Uh, Yes, plus 500. Yes, so that um, will be the highest. I mean, that could be one. May 75 points, you know. 38-35 would be close. You'd almost see a team to get to 40. That's five to one odds there. That's, I would say that is not the worst thing you could do uh, with all this offense. Uh, will the one jackass have a pass interference? Uh, will Genkrowski retire by uh, game one of next year? No, right now. Uh, will they show the bad pass interference call during the game? That's pretty even. They think no. Will Tony Romo say, here we go, over under two and a half times? Uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of good things. A lot of good things here. How about this? How about this? So you want you want to? What age will be closer to the total points? Belichick sixty six or McVay's thirty three? Fantastic! I'll say Belichick. And be closer to sixty six. Well, Romo Stradamus, he said during the broadcast. They say no. I would agree with that. Well, Romo uh, Belichick retire. Noah's a bit of a favorite. Yeah, I don't think he's going to retire. If he, As long as Brady comes back, he's going to come back. What will be higher, total turnovers or the goals in the Canadiens-Oilers game earlier that day? Uh, say, say that one again. What number is higher, total turnovers or the number of goals in the Canadiens-Oilers hockey game that day? Oh, I think the... The, the goals in the Canadians Oilers game because you have Connor McDavid the best uh, player in the NHL um, yeah they, they'll have more goals than turnovers no doubt that's almost a toss up right now and they've got they would score well at least four or five goals yeah I, I I would think so I think you're gonna look at like that's probably gonna be a four to two game a five to five to three something like that. I think you're going to see about no no less than five goals. Now watch. It'll probably be a, a one nothing shootout. A lot of these cross-sports bets, which are outstanding, what number's higher, Brady's passing yards or Harper's contract? Very good. Is Harper going to get his number that? Boy, that's a, that's a lot of – you're going to have to wait a lot, though, to get your bet on that one. No, I think Harper's going Harper's to sign here in at least a couple weeks. I would say two weeks he'll sign. That's fine. I, um, yes, I mean, he's Harper's a slight favorite there. James like Harden points, up. that's got to be somewhere on there, right? That's a tough one. If you want one that takes a while, how about this? Girly rushing yards or Tiger's first-round score at the Masters? So if Tiger hmm. shoots a 70 in the first round, can Gurley get 70 rushing yards? I don't know. Yes. Goff, Goff attempts versus Harden points versus Utah the day before. Um, Pedro, oh, this is a, this is a great one. Red Sox score twenty eight runs in the World Series. Will the Patriots score more than that? And that is a toss up. A lot of good ones here. Yes. Uh, 
Connor McDavid goals or Gronkowski touchdowns. Gronkowski's been pretty trash. Um, that's a great one. A lot, a lot of good things here, Stacking. A lot of good things. Yes, yes, no doubt. Uh, so for all of those, check them out online. Uh, make some bets. Make some money. You would say, so you, I, the, the one with the goal score, that seems to be... How many of them in turnovers? I just don't see the Patriots turning the ball over very much, and I don't see the Rams necessarily doing it either. I'd say, I'd say you're going to see no more than three turnovers in the Super Bowl. I see the minus one fifty, so that's very good odds. Should I bet how much? Twenty, thirty, fifty. Are you you're, you're that fucking certain? <laughs> Okay, go go thirty, go thirty. It's not my money. So, can, are, are are the Oilers good? Uh, they've struggled this year. Um, are the Canadians good? They're decent. Here, let let me pull up. Yeah, let's uh, let's pull up the standings here for both of these teams. Both are fighting for a for a playoff spot still. By the way, the NHL All Star Game was this weekend. Did you watch any of it? No. Okay. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl? No. Okay. Uh, Montreal. Cur- I, I bet, bet 30 to win 20. Montreal currently is third in the Atlantic with 61 points. So they need to continue to win to keep their hold of their playoff spot. And the Oilers have 49 points. They are not very good. But... You're looking at how many goals have they scored? 144. That's better than about half the teams in the Montreal. West. And Montreal has scored 154. So I would say... It's terrible. Look at Edmonton's last couple games here. 5, 11, 7, 5, 9. So that's good. Montreal, though, not so much. 3, 7, 5, 6, 5... Four or five seems to be a good number. We don't expect many turnovers. No. Stacking here. Here's what I'll do for you. I'll bet the 50. Okay. All 50 right. 50 to win 33. Well, that one wasn't the one that I was the most confident on. What was the one I was most more confident about? Like them mentioning the greatest show on turf. Oh, yes. Yes. I, yeah, they, I, they, 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 they literally have to say greatest show on turf. Yes. That is it. Yes is the underdog on that. I mean, that's a tough one. I'm sure they'll show it. Will they reference it? Yes. Will they say that exactly? Roma will be like, greatest show on turf, Jim. Or something like that. Okay. He'll go through puberty and say that. Yeah, he'll do. Yeah, you know, he'll do it with that little inflection in his voice. All right, Jim, look at this. Linebacker going to blitz. Right here. I can't bet on this for some reason, so... I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty certain on that. I I would. I'm not as I am not as confident on this one, I guess, as the as the turnover dealio. But uh, I think they will mention it. I do. And the the age gap. Yeah, it just because it is such a unique circumstance. Which uh, one more? They're about the same odds. I only bet on one of them here. I bet they will mention it. The quarterback more than the coach? 
No, I, I, I will say that I was saying that like they'll mention that McVeigh is half of Belichick's age. So the coach more than the quarterback. Well, but then again, with the quarterback, isn't this the second quarterback out all the time? Is this the lar- Is this the largest gap between starting quarterbacks in Super Bowl history? If not, it's right up there. Yes, it is. It's like what seventeen years. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, those are good options. It's just a matter of... I'm going to bet... What should I bet? I can't... Okay, here we go. $35 to win 18 on the Belichick-McVeigh age gap. Okay. We'll do that. That's our bet. That's what we want to keep track of. Coach's age gap. And uh, we need more Canadian... Okay, well, I messed this up. Um, I guess it's just Montreal goals. Oh, oh. Can they get, I mean, Edmonton appears to be a shit team. Yep. Can they get three goals? Is I, it, mean, I mean, just looking, looking at Edmonton, Edmonton has given up three, seven, and five their last three games. So, I mean, three is pretty close. I feel pretty confident with and four. It is in Montreal by all appearances, right? Yeah, Montreal last couple games, they've only scored four goals. That's not good. So, yeah, that was a bit of a dumb, that, that's my fault. But uh, three would be nice. Brady, I mean, is Brady going to, you know, any interceptions from Brady? I don't know. So, hopefully, hopefully we win that one. Yes. Yes. Well, we will take a look at how much money you made uh, next week. Big NBA. Guarantee I just lost all the bills right there. Oh no! I hope not. I hope not. Uh, don't. Then you should. Just... You know how I know I lost them? How's that? Because I bet on them. That's how I know. Ah, ah, and you listen to Stacking and Stacking always. Oh. Uh, you know him. He's got a very good uh, betting spree. Yeah, yep. The track record's very good. Uh, big NBA news. Uh, Anthony Davis says uh, he's not going to sign a long-term extension with the Pelicans. He wants out, and the Pelicans say, okay, uh, but we're going to trade you on our own time. And they have apparently asked the or like talked to the NBA about enforcing collusion rules uh, extensively. Good luck. Good luck. Okay. Not the Lakers? I, I mean, LeBron? It, it, don't, and like, what LeBron said earlier in the season about, like, oh, Anthony Davis would be a great addition and all this. Stuff like that's as blatant as you could possibly get. I loved all of that. I loved the thing where he said, ask me about Durant. Ask me about this guy. Ask me about him. He said, yeah, they're not going to do anything. He knows it. We know it. They're not going to do anything about it. uh, This is why the NBA is hypocritical. Then don't even have the collusion rule. But I agree with what the Pelicans are asking the league to do. And I do agree with the notion that, you know, that with all these big stars, maybe, you know, in these smaller markets, they're just essentially these smaller market teams are just farm systems to the larger teams. Like he could stay. He could. But New Orleans isn't any good. They should be, I mean, they should be better with him. They were they had a pretty good run last year. They're not good this year. They're not making the playoffs, and I thought they would, but they're not. Now they want out, which is fine. So, I mean, Boston's got four first-round picks this year, maybe three, at least, you know, at least three, maybe four. 
But I guess because they traded for Irving, there's some rule to where they can't trade or something. So they'd have to wait during the summer, I guess. But the Lakers are the team everybody expects him to go to. Right. And I think, I think he will go to the Lakers. And they don't have to do it now. What kind of package would would the would be even remotely close, like adequate uh, value for Davis? Couple first round picks. Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball would be a good start. Okay, probably two. Maybe three first-round picks. It would take a lot. I feel like I will be severely disappointed with this trade. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking the Lakers are not going to give up all that much. Probably it not. Is, and it's going to, it's going to suck. They should, they should uh, have to pay out the yin yang, but uh, they won't because uh, I would guess they would, they would trade like Kuzma, Ingram, and a couple first-rounders, maybe another random guy. As far as legitimate starters or stars, Ingram and Kuzma, plus picks, which is not nearly enough for, like, the third best player in the world, but whatever. So we'll see where that goes, but that was the big NBA news uh, there. Uh, By the way. Yeah. By the way, Stacken. Yeah. Nuggets were in Memphis tonight. Ooh, I saw they were down 70 to 45 at one point. Well, they won by three. So. Holy guacamole. 70-45, they were down. Halfway through the third, they were down 17 to begin the fourth. They won. Guess who bet on Memphis to win by uh, a point and a half early in this one when Memphis was up by like 10? Uh, you did. I did. Your they Nuggets. You bet 20. against your Nuggets. You bet against your I'm Nuggets. Bad. I'm bad at betting on sports. I am too. So yeah, don't don't do that. I still do it. Don't don't do it. Don't ever do it because there's no primary reason to it. Save your money for the final four because that's where we'll be in a matter of a uh, two and a half months, two months and change, Krenz. Two months and change. Uh, Save the money for your eating bill. Yeah. Right. Uh, South Dakota State looking good on the men's side. Dom, uh, Mike Dom, 30 points, uh, 30 plus points, 15 plus rebounds in three consecutive games. He's outstanding. SDSU looks in, looking really good. Women are looking really good. So that's awesome to see. Uh, Kentucky beat Kansas last week. How did I posted two. I'm, I'm sure you saw this. I shared a couple of major comebacks this week. One by uh, Texas San Antonio against Old Dominion, and one by LSU against Missouri. Did you see uh, the video of these? No. Uh, I, they're on my Facebook page. Uh, Old Dominion. Let, I'll, I'll get this pulled up here. Old Dominion had a 99.9% chance of winning. Yeah. And... They lost by one. They had a 14-point lead with two minutes and change left. Uh, And all of a sudden, Texas San Antonio makes a whole bunch of threes. LSU was in a similar situation. I think they were down by like uh, 10 or 12 with a minute and a half or uh, just under two minutes left. And they came back and 
won in overtime. They trailed 70 to 56 with 214 to play and forced overtime. At the time, that's it. That's all. That's that's a little better than the SDSU Denver comeback. That was yeah. Maybe down fifteen with five to go. It was close. That was still no, not two and a half minutes. Yeah, and they, and they couldn't get anything going offensively. Well, SDSU LSU, came back in. LSU was the other one. Yes. The LSU was down 70-56 with 2.14 to play, came back and forced overtime. But this this Texas-San Antonio win against Old Dominion, this is something else. Uh, Old Dominion apparently is the favorite right now in Conference USA. Um, I don't buy that. Give me Marshall or something. Um, greatest, I think greatest, one of the greatest comebacks I ever saw was maybe two, three years ago now. Two years ago, Nevada. And New Mexico? Yes, that yes. was maybe 10, 11 points with a minute to go. Yes. That was incredible. Yes. That's what that was. That's always <laughs> featured on Bad Beats with uh, with Scott Van Pelt. That is the beat of all beats. Yes. And I somehow bet on that game that did benefit me. Uh, again, just stupid. Just stupid. So uh, this is, again, absolutely incredible what uh, Texas San Antonio was able to do. Uh, but like I said, other results this weekend uh, – you know, Michigan State loses to Purdue. This bubble, to me, I I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know who's going to make it in, but I'm going to be, I think, a little... I think I'm going to be a little ticked with who gets in and who gets left out. Uh, right now, I don't think Indiana should get in. Uh, does Georgetown deserve to get in? I don't know. I mean, St. John's isn't going to get in, right? Or maybe they will. Still, I think Minnesota, you know, because they beat Iowa, has really solidified their position, provided that they don't, you know, screw up against the likes of, like, Illinois and and whoever, you know, some of these other bad teams that they play. But um, I, this bubble, I just, I don't get it. I think Creighton still has a shot. Apparently, VCU's got some some life in them, Alabama, Baylor. It, this is it's a gross year for the bubble, a very gross year. I quit paying attention to the guy's bracketology when he put in you know, not SDSU or IPFW. When you start putting in the like we talked about, the teams that are at the top of the conference with the two and one record, when you don't do your homework of well, who's actually the best team? Who's actually going to get in? SCSU's getting into this thing. It sure as hell is going to be Omaha or whoever. Right. So when they start doing that shit, if you do that, uh, then then I don't take you seriously. Then I don't pay attention to what they say. They're, yeah. So well, screw them. Well, Lenardi doesn't have his latest bracketology up. I think he does it like Tuesday morning. As we said, we we're recording this Monday night. So Jerry Palm on CBS has uh, last four in Alabama, VCU, UCF, and Indiana. First four out, Florida, Butler, Arizona, and Pittsburgh. I have no problem with Florida, Butler, and Arizona getting out. I don't even think Pittsburgh should be in it. But um, I don't have a problem necessarily with the teams that he has left out. I haven't looked that far enough to, to break it down, but more at the women. Uh, last four in Lenardi's at uh, Arizona State. If they are out, 
Pac-12 would be a one-bid league, which I hope is what happens. Yep. You I hope Arizona doesn't make it. That's what I hope this year. Arizona does not make it. I don't think they will. What is Washington going to make? Is that who he thinks? Yep. Uh, the MAC is a two-bid league. I don't, know, I don't know who the two MAC teams would be. Bowling Green and Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, my Buffalo, our Buffalo squad. Yes. And he still got he still got Loyola Chicago making this, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I think Drake. Drake is there, but I think I think Loyola will win. I think uh, Sister Jean and company will will come through. So I haven't looked at it closely enough to, to know, but the one seed seem pretty straightforward at the moment. Kentucky mm-hmm. beat uh, Kentucky beat Kansas. Good win for them. I don't think Kansas is that good. Ever since Azabuki no. is out, or you know, he's done for the year. I mean, this is a diff. It, Kansas looks like a different team. Uh, yeah, maybe they're like a four seed. I think this. I think Texas Tech wins that conference. That's you know, it's been what fifteen years. So I, you know what, Iowa State has a shot too. Yeah, if this, I mean, if you got if this is you got to get them this year. This is the year to get them. They yep. are vulnerable this year. Yes, yes, no doubt. But I think you know, like I say, I think the Gophers are in. Uh, Definitely. Um, you want you want Texas at eleven and nine to impress me? Beat Kansas tomorrow. I love that. Yeah, good Kansas, luck. Kansas. Good luck with that. Kansas. Guess the spread. At at Texas. At Texas, uh, Kansas is a four and a half point favorite. One. Oh. Ugh. They want you to bet on Texas or or Kansas. I guess they want you to bet on Kansas minus one. Damn. Against the football team. I mean, you're, I'm just looking at some of these teams here, like the the 12 seeds, Lipscomb, North Texas. Davidson, these are teams that are usually like 14. Wofford, I- exactly. Your 13s, Hofstra, UC Irvine, Texas State, and Yale. I would give Yale a better shot disgust. than. The disgust in your voice. I mean, at SDSU, we all thought they'd be like, they got up in the 14, playing Houston yes. on ESPN. Sign me up. Yeah, sign me up. You know yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. I want to pick them to win. I think it'd be pretty, I think it'd be a 10-point game. You know, Jerry Palm has South Dakota State as a 16 seed playing Duke. I don't see that There's happening. There's a bit of a difference there between 14 and 16. That's a bit of a gap. I I think you know, yeah I would take I would yeah sign me up for a game against yeah. Houston I think that's a winnable game. Here's the team that I'm I'm most intrigued by, Crins, or at least uh, one of the top teams I'm intrigued by right now. Murray State. John Morant oh. is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, what uh, uh, Palm has them as a 14 seed, taking on a three seed Louisville, or I mean not not Louisville LSU. I'd be tempted to take Murray State in that one. LSU is the three seed. Yep. Really. Yep. Lenardi has them as a five. Yeah, that's why. The, the one guy at work was very impressed of Lenardi's. Uh, you know, one year, you know, he got like 67 of the 68 right. Like, and I told him, I didn't give a shit because he already knew half the teams that made it. And <laughs> if you can't get like 65 of the 68, then go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, 68, very impressive. You know, all right. Very impressive. Um, I, 
feel like he gets than... only like one or two wrong each year. What it what you if you really want to press me, get all the seedings correct. Yeah, what the margin, if you know anything, should be you should get no more than three wrong. You shouldn't get no more than three wrong. This is not. I mean, this criteria based. If you get one or two wrong, very impressive, but. It's, it's like that's what you probably should. If you're getting like five wrong, then you obviously don't understand what, what the process is. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm just looking at, like, say, Palm and Lenardi's brackets are just so, so different. And, I mean, look, some of these matchups are just ugly. Like Mississippi State and Nebraska. I mean, who, who the hell... Uh, gross! Stop. Uh, Iowa, Arizona State. That's got the chance to be decent. Uh, oh, Wisconsin Temple. Holy crap! Hit me upside the temple uh, if I have to watch that game. I will. Uh, ooh, here's the game to sign me up for though. Buffalo Auburn. Go Buffalo. And then if they win that well, game, they'd have to take what? on Michigan State. What is Auburn like? A twelve seed? A ten seed. Auburn's a ten, and Buffalo is a seven. Yeah. I think Buffalo would do better than a seven. I think so too. I think Auburn's better than a ten. Hopefully, Buffalo only has maybe like four losses, three losses. Hopefully, well, they lost two already. Yes. Yeah, Northern Illinois beat them, so not good. But yeah, they go through the Mac. You'll maybe lose a couple times. Max and they can win it without one in the conference. So. Right. Max a, de- uh, Max a decent team. Or a decent mm-hmm. conference, excuse me. Well, there we go. Anything... I mean, wi- yeah. wi- women's side, SDSU's a 9. Some of us, USD's a 7. Um, I think it's... Maybe the 6th seed is that sweet spot. Maybe. Yep. yep. Play, play a 3 seed second round. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're still kind winning. of on track. Huh? All you have to do is keep winning. and Yeah, I mean, they're kind of on track to get there. And just looking at the other teams that are there, I mean, their resumes are better, and nothing has changed here for, for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, they are, they are both in now with, with much room to spare with about, I don't know, good dozen spots between them and so they, they've got a dozen spots to spare three seed lines four seed lines if your last team's in or 11s so yeah they've got some room here maybe lose one time but don't lose more than that right right I don't I don't see that happening though I, I see this team uh, running running the table here the rest of the way yeah, I think it's, yeah, hopefully I can get into it, Ivan. Last year I was into it a lot. We're, we're almost in February now, and this this is, season has not done much. I mean, more on the, on the NBA. Um, I don't know what it is about this season, but it's not not tickled my taint, as I like to say. Well, I hope, it, I hope it's better next year for you. Uh, last thing I have, uh, you got the big project. It arrived. I have been trying to think about what it could possibly be. And I am coming up empty. Um, Real any good. 
anything, any clues at all? Any other clues? Like, is it related to no. college basketball? Yes and no. Okay. I'm going to be as vague as possible because you've got a month of this. Okay. I'll keep, I'll keep trying to think. Had we talked about this beforehand? No, I think, again, the one guy at work, I think, is the only other guy that knows about this. I don't think anybody... I told my parents, so it would be us four are the only people on this earth that know the big project. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to keep thinking on this one. Because I said, I'm I'm talking about sacking about this big project, and he doesn't know what it is, and he'll see it at some league tournament, because that's the next time I'll see him. So, big project. All right, I'm gonna keep thinking. I'm gonna keep trying to to rack my brain here and and see what uh see what I can possibly think of as is known as this big project here. But I'm glad you got I it. I think well, I think you will enjoy this immensely. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, all right, all right. That that's I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, anything else before we say so long? Should be about it. Football season is done with. Thank God. Now we gotta watch. Uh, Folks are around their shorts, so great time had by all. Absolutely. Baseball, getting close to baseball. Two months away from the season stack, and I already can't wait. Just waiting here when my fantasy drafts will be. Of course, we have those uh, games in Japan this year, so it's Oakland and Seattle. Those, I believe, are uh, less than two months away, 22nd or so of February. So we'll see what happens. Very good. Very good. Exciting as always. Stay warm, my friend. Uh, Don't get sucked in by the polar vortex. And uh, we will talk to you next week, assuming we haven't all frozen over and died. Eat an orange and uh, keep your vitamin C count high. Will do. Will do. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. The big project. Yes, we'll see you. All right. Thank you. Travis Grins joining us here. Sport Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time and perspective as always. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl's coming up. Big, big game as always. Uh, hopefully you have a party lined up. Plenty of food. Uh, prop bets. We just went through a whole lot of them. And as for the game, I, th- I think I'm leaning Patriots. I'll give the official pick here coming up later. We do have uh, guess what? The great Jeff Lloyd second from the Lockdown Browns podcast. He's coming up next to talk about Senior Bowl prospects. But again, folks, just just stay warm. Hopefully you're staying warm. Uh, do whatever you can. Uh, it's dangerous out there. Uh, we've not seen these types of cold temperatures in maybe forever. It's been a long time. Certainly in my lifetime. Maybe only seen one other time that was as cold as what we're going to see here over the next couple of days. So stay warm out there. The polar vortex sweeping across the eastern Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, parts of Iowa, and parts of Chicago, uh, parts of Illinois, mainly Chicago, because that's all anyone cares about. Coming up next, though, Jeff Lloyd II, Locked on Browns podcast, talking Senior Bowl prospects. Who did good? Who did bad? Is there any... Maybe no one did bad. We'll find out next here 
It's all coming up on the Sports Block Podcast, which can be found on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block Podcast. Also follow me on Twitter at NDStack and Facebook, Nathan Stacken, with a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Coming up next, our official Super Bowl prediction and Jeff Lloyd. Lockdown Browns Podcast. It's all coming up here. Sports Block Podcast. We continue here on the Sports Block Podcast and pleased to be joined by Jeff Lloyd II from the Locked On Browns Podcast. Jeff, how are we doing? Oh, uh, couldn't be better. Uh, you know, look, I, you know, at this point now, uh, you know, for 30 NFL teams, you're in full off-season mode, evaluating prospects, evaluating free agency, things of those nature, uh, you know, to the Rams and the Patriots. We'll see how it plays out Sunday. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, going to be interesting, a little bit more of a new school versus old school um, you know, the whole, uh, the Patriots, oh man, everybody rally around us. We're trying to do everything we can, you know, I mean, for them to try to play this scrappy underdog role, though, uh, it's getting a little long in it too, is it right? <laughs> uh, so your prediction for Sunday, are you going to pick, uh, the hated Patriots? If you were telling me to pick who should win, who I think is going to win, I think it's going to be the Patriots, but look, it would be nice to see a young guy in Sean McVay I mean, look, the defense they have, they have enough up with the Rams. Mm-hmm. If Sean McVay can go out and go in there as, you know, basically the the young Jedi, if you want to use that terminology from the offensive side, yep. and give Bill all he can handle, and they, it, I do think it favors McVay that he's got two weeks here. But look, I mean, this is a huge, huge spot for him where Bill Belichick, it's like, all right, this is the Super Bowl play. You guys all know it, right? This is nothing new here. Right. Um, so it's going to be fun how that plays out. Yeah, I, I'm largely indifferent on this here. Uh, since I'm a Vikings fan, I really do not like the Saints, so it was great to see them lose the way they did. Uh, but, you know, you just don't – you're kind of tired of the Patriots. So I'm largely indifferent, but I, I think the Patriots are going to win. I think it's yeah, just The one thing much. I keep saying on my TV, on my shows is, like, the Patriots right now, it's gotten to the point where it's it, – it, it's like the television show that's gone to – Long, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's like all right. Well, well, now the parents who had three kids are now grandparents. No, just pull the plug. Yep, this TV show's <laughs> run its course. We're done. On to something else. We'll, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll yes, make no, I absolutely, absolutely agree. But uh, hopefully, we get a good game. Uh, you know, right now we're in the polar vortex that's coming in. So uh, hopefully, our conversation will warm everyone up to the uh, to the you know what comes up to the NFL draft in April, and hopefully, we'll be thought out by then. But, uh, you know, Senior Bowl was this last week, and uh, a number of players certainly helped their stock, uh, perhaps no more so than uh, the Duke quarterback here, and also uh, Drew Locke from Missouri. Uh, certainly those two, I think, uh, performed really well at the Senior Bowl, didn't you think? Uh, well, I think, you know, with Locke, I think the thing was, is you know, I think he was the number one senior quarterback going into this process. You don't want to lose that title. You obviously want to maintain that title. I think he did do that. Uh, you know, the precision, um, you know, the the Christmas, the you know, throwing into windows. He showed very well in that respect. I, I like Drew Locke and what he did this week. Um, granted, it, it, it's tough to get. You know, and this is just the way the format is. I wish they would stick with the three quarterbacks each side as opposed to four, just because you know you can't just give a guy a quarter. But you know, it is what it is, and that's the way the game works. But I thought Drew Locke looked well. Uh, Jones, there's some up and down. Um, should have had, you know, he, he ended up with the MVP by a great player, Juan Thornhill, a free safety at the University of Virginia. So it was weird, you know, I mean, there was ups and downs to Daniel Jones. Look, he had a nice sequence there, obviously a couple of touchdowns for his team. 
it was probably enabled to him. But you know, one of those touchdowns would have caught if Thornhill had caught that interception. But Daniel Jones is interesting. Um, look, everybody still. We still talk now about the Manning name and Eli and Peyton. And, you know, we have that Cutcliffe running the Duke program, Daniel Jones. And, look, there's still a lot of old school in NFL front offices. That's going to help Daniel Jones, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. Uh, up and down for me as a, you know, a guy who comes to Cleveland Browns, I'm glad. I don't have to study quarterbacks this year because <laughs> I don't think there's much that appeals to me. But I do think, you know, Daniel Jones is interesting. And look, John Gruden, I don't care what anybody says. One of those four quarterbacks who played for him is going to end up an Oakland Raider. There's no way around it. He loves his quarterbacks, slapping the helmet sticker on every single dude he could after every play. Yep. One of those quarterbacks is going to end up an Oakland Raider. Well, if you want to use Las Vegas, we're going to go ahead into the future. One of those guys is going to be a Raider. There's no doubt about it. San Antonio, San Diego, wherever the hell they play next year. Um, yeah, I mean, they might be playing San Francisco at this point. I mean, I don't even know what their game plan is for next year. Right. We could send them to Siberia, maybe, and Siberia might take them. <laughs> um, San- or Saunders had an interesting week. His wife or his fiance gave birth to their daughter. Uh, that was a little bit unexpected, but he went down there. Uh, from what I heard, it sounded like he did good. What did you uh, What did you make of the defensive tackle from Western Illinois? I think he was he was probably the storyline of the week. I mean, look, normally you want your storyline to be a quarterback. That's just the way it works. Last year, it was everything Baker Mayfield. Oh, but here's a guy. And look, you know, there were you know some you know former NFL players who were now writers. Oh, kid, go see the birth of your child. This, that, and the other thing. And that would have been great if Kalen Saunders went to an SEC school or he went to a Power 5 school. He went to Western Illinois. And up until that point, what did everybody know him as? The backflip kid. Um, so he needed to, you know he, he, you know, he got bumped up from the Shrine game. With a daughter being born, what did he need to do? I mean, he's now got a fiance. He's going to get married. He's got a baby. Nathan, you know this. I know this. <laughs> You've got to take care of these people. Exactly. And, and what did he need to do? He needs to go to Mobile and ball out and just, you know, but we've had these guys in the years past where they jump out of a pool. Oh, my God, he's a third-round pick. Well, did anybody look at tape or anything? You know, the YouTube clips and the videos and the gifts, yeah, those are all fun and good. Can the kid play stinking ball? Mm -hmm. And he showed it, and he played very well throughout the week. Um, His quickness and, you know, big man's got a little boogie to him. He can move. So a very interesting player. Uh, I talked to a couple of guys. They said he probably bumped himself up two rounds. So you bump yourself up two rounds in the NFL draft, you're probably talking about a million dollars per round. He's going to get married. He's got a baby. That is an amazing thing. And this is what you have to do. I mean, he, he obviously he stayed there you know, for selfish reasons for his fiance and his baby and himself. But this is what you need to do when you're a if it's If there's finances involved, mm-hmm. yes, it was selfish. But, I mean, he just it turned out to be a great story. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was a guy we were talking about as a day three player who's now going to be a top 100 pick. And, you know, you just love the story. And it's not going to end, you know, and you know, we've seen babies show up at the NFL draft before. Yep. It wouldn't surprise me somehow, some way, you know, he gets that call, you know, ESPN, NFL Network, the video cameras in the room, and he's sitting there with that little girl in his lap. And look, everybody loves a good story. And mm-hmm. the product has to be sold by, you know, whoever's televising it. It's it's going to make for a good story, and this is a guy whose whose name's not going to go away. Right, and maybe, heck, maybe bring him to the green room. I mean, you know, I'd like to see him stay in purple. Maybe go to the Vikings. That wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't be bad, especially if they lose Sheldon Richardson. Um, staying in the. Well, I got, I'll cut you a deal. If Sheldon yeah. Richardson leaves and comes to Cleveland, you guys could have Mr. Saunders. Okay, but but 
if Mr. Sanders available, uh, the Browns only have about one defensive tackle who's worth a lick of salt. So, okay, he can come on over to Cleveland. We'll find. We'll find. Either way. One of those two guys for each of us. As, as long as he, that means that the Browns win the AFC North, I'm okay with that. Uh, let's stay with the Missouri Valley guys. Of course, i got to ask about Jordan Brown, the cornerback from South Dakota State, and Bryce, uh, Bryce Anderson, the running back from uh, North Dakota State. How did you think those guys did? Um, well, obviously, the cornerback position. I mean, both these positions, it's very difficult with this week. Because, look, the game itself, it's about passing. I mean, it's so hard to... And it was weird because the first half was played with traditional defenses of 4-3. The second half was played nickel on both sides. So it makes it tough for the running game. Look, in the second half, yeah. I mean, you should excel. I mean, if they're playing nickel, you should pick up some yards. The quarterback position, um, he wasn't huge throughout the week. He showed well. Um, I do believe he's, you know, he'll be a guy who's going to be drafted. It'll, it'll probably be somewhere fourth round or later. Look, the combine's going to be a key here, as it always is. You know, they want to make sure that the speed and everything else matches up with the tape. But nice job by both of them. Um, but still, it's it, it's the start of the process, and it is. It's the senior bowl. It is the combine. It is pro days and individual workouts. But, you know, you want to – last thing you want to do for the first step of this draft process is have people cool on your name. Neither one of them did that. And, you know, it does help that there's guys, you know, from North Dakota now who become prominent in North Dakota, South Dakota, who become prominent within the NFL. Mm -hmm. Nobody's sleeping on these schools anymore. Everybody's on them. And they're very interested. So, I mean, if you guys can continue to put together, you know, great workouts and things of that nature, they're going to be draftable players. And it's fine. And look, nobody cares. We've always talked about this, Nathan, for years now. Yep. Nobody cares where he came from. If they think you can play, you're worth the gamble. Yes, absolutely. Just look at Tariq Cohen at North Carolina a and I mean, that that's a great job there by the Bears. Five foot, and at the time they drafted him, he was five foot six, 175 pounds. Don't worry about it. Kid look good on tape. We'll take the shot on him. Yep, and he's panned out well for them so far. So you, those guys didn't cool on anyone, which is good news. Uh, how about some guys who maybe did cool, though, on uh, teams and maybe uh, hurt their draft stock, at least right now, or will have some work to do? I'm not sure if anybody really buried themselves this week. Um, I do. I, I think some of them, it, it was weird. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Penny Hart, uh, Georgia State, bought him, built himself up a great bunch of momentum. And then the game, every, here was a guy, everybody in the game was like, man, I can't wait to see this kid play. And, uh, you know, I watched the game. I watched everything about it. I, I assume he played, but it didn't seem like anything happened for him. So it's like the momentum was built, and you wanted to see that final, final, you know, build to it, and it it, it wasn't there. Um, I think I'll be honest. I, I think the quarterbacks was just a rough, rough week, and I don't think anybody really did anything to elevate themselves other than uh, you know Tyree Jackson at uh, Buffalo because everybody loves the wow arm. Mm-hmm. The quarterbacks, a lot of holes. Ryan Finley is a guy that a lot of people seem to like out of North Carolina State. Didn't see anything all week. Didn't see anything within the game. So you know, that was, I mean, the quarterback position, it's, it's a, and it's weird because so many teams need quarterbacks this year. And it's just not the year. Um, you know, this is why Kyler Murray probably made the decision he made because, you know, all, as small as he is, he can throw the heck out of the football. These other guys, it's just not the case. There's just not a lot of talent at this quarterback position, and the NFL is in desperate need of it. And maybe this is why you get guys like Tom Brady saying, well, what do you mean? Why is everybody talking about, well, 
why well, I'm going to be done. I'm 42, 43, whatever. I mean, just not going around. But I mean, for a league that's starved for quarterback play, nothing is looking like the arrow is up for it when we get to the draft in April. So I mean, between now and April, then three months from now, of course, you have Dwayne Haskins. He seems like he's penciled in to the Giants. Um, uh, well, there's a little, there's a little bit of a hitch there, and I mean, you know, I hate to play this type of thing, but mm-hmm. the New York Giants in their entire existence have had one game started by a quarterback who was black, and so it's weird. I mean, they're a little old school. They're forever old school. They're mm-hmm. not changing. And the one thing that does tip in the favor for Dwayne Haskins was, even though we went to high school in Maryland, is uh, Dwayne Haskins is the Jersey boy about 15, 20 minutes from me. So, I mean, do you bring the local kid back? Um, for me, yeah, he's, he's QB1. There's no doubt about it. Would I rather a 6'3", 225, cat, 225 quarterback over a almost 5'9", 190 on his best day quarterback? Yeah. I think Dwayne Haskins easily is the number one quarterback in this class. And it would be the Giants or the Jaguars, but Drew Luck probably being the other guy who goes to either one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, but the Giants still think Eli Manning can play, and this is their problem with their old school thinking. They just think, oh, well, we're, we're missing things here, here, and here. And I guess it happens when you have a guy who's delivered you two Super Bowls, but the Giants just need to realize that the Eli Manning days, they're over, they're in the rear view. Well, I hope they enjoy another 8-8 eight and eight season at best then, if that's the way they go. But so, you know, with Haskins being the number one, and of course you have Kyler Murray kind of there in the background, Drew Locke out of Missouri. Out of those other quarterbacks, you mentioned that it wasn't a great week for them. Who do you think, and this could obviously change between now and April, three months from now, but who do you think has the, the best chance to really vault themselves into that that discussion of, hey, I'm going to be a legitimate quarterback in this league, whether that gets them to the first round or early second. For me, it's Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. Um, you know, six foot seven, 245 pounds. Um, the arm, I mean, you just saw it. It was the funniest thing that he was the last quarterback to play for his roster because he came in and the ball was just ripping. Um, you know, I think his first, his first play from scrimmage, he actually, it was, you know, a broken play, so he took off on a scramble. Drop the shoulder, drop the DB. So you saw with the six seven two forty five. Um, he's not an he's not a, an electric athlete, but at six foot seven, three four or five strides, you've gotten yourself ten yards. Um, the other thing is is he's not from the big program. He was never the guy who you know he didn't start in the QB circuit at 15, 16 years old. Um, the question is going to be whether or not the feet can catch up to the rest of him. Um, he, he tries to make throws that you know, everybody loves the Patrick Mahomes no look solder on throws mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to do that at 6-7 he's trying to do those things it's yes you try to do it but you have to have elite footwork at his size to do that whether or not that ever does become the case it's a question and it's it's a lot of work because I mean you know baseball I mean you you follow baseball Nathan mm-hmm. you always think about the pitchers who were 6 foot 7 6 foot 8 and could throw 100 miles an hour but they could also walk the entire ballpark because something's off that day in their mechanics. Mm-hmm. And they're so big and they can't write it as quick. But Tyree Jackson, I do think one day will end up as a starter for a spell. But what you want in a backup quarterback in the NFL is a guy who can at least have enough arm where if he's going to play a two- to three-week stretch, he can win you some games. And Jackson can do this. I mean, he is a ridiculous thrower of the ball. The footwork, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure who he's going to decide to work with here, whether it's a Jordan Palmer or somebody of that nature. If he gets himself a good quarterback coach 
who can trim some of that weight off him because it's okay that he's at six seven. The two fifty is more the issue. He needs to be quicker. He needs to be more agile. He needs to be more athletic. But out of those, out of Jones, out of Locke, Tyree Jackson is the guy I would have my eyes on. Uh, very good there. And now about then on the flip side, if no one really. Yeah, outside the quarterback position really cooled or hurt themselves was did anyone vault themselves outside of Saunders I think every wide receiver looked good whether it was the game or the practices and this is what happens though I mean the way college football is played now at this mad scramble pace where it's you know on a good day we should score 50 points we should run 90 plays uh, Andy Isabella it was a tough week for him during the practices and a lot of it was oh well he's a body catcher you know he, he can't reach well, he's 5'9". His arms are a little short. His hands are a little small. You get him with a quarterback who can hit him on the numbers, he's going to make every play. He's got the run-after-catch ability. He's got the yak ability, those type of things. Um, the other one was the uh, the other wide receiver uh, out of West Virginia, and, um, you know, Gary Jennings. He was a guy, you know, obviously everybody had talked about uh, you know, sills and that nature. Jennings, uh, you saw a lot more crisp, clean footwork, a lot more athletic and things of those nature. That's what you're looking for here. I mean, you want guys to be open within less than two seconds. And a guy like Jennings showed that. You know, the red zone drills he killed all week, caught himself a red zone touchdown in the game. The wide receiver position, and I don't think it's a huge top-heavy class. A guy like DK Metcalf should probably be the first wide receiver taken. But whether you need a two, a three, a four, you need slot guys, you need a bigger guy who can play outside, maybe you bump somebody in, you know, when you go to, you know, third and fourth down where you go into three, four wide receiver personnel. I, I think there's a ton of guys here, and you can probably see somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, 30 to 35 wide receivers drafted. Holy cow. I mean, that would be a record, wouldn't it? What's the record for wide receivers taken? That number I do not know, but I mean, this is where the NFL is headed. And, yep. You know, they, they try to say the, you know, oh, well, we don't, we don't look at the air rate Watch it on Sundays. Everybody's looking right. at the air raid. Yeah. And once somebody's running somewhere, scoring some points with it, the NFL's a copycat league. They don't care where you got it from, but they're going to steal it from you. Absolutely. Jeff, I always appreciate the insight, my friend. Uh, and we'll, I know we'll be talking plenty more throughout this process. Uh, but uh, stay warm, if you can, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. And we'll talk later. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, Nathan, I don't know if North Face makes pants or whatever, but I mean, uh, you know, all the best to you guys. I mean, I cannot imagine what you guys are all dealing out there with this. I mean, when you're talking, you know, the, the high point of the day is negative double digits. My God. I, I feel I like that's an oxymoron. Like, when did, stop calling it a high then. I mean, it's, we're just right. talking about a low, a low, low. <laughs> there should be like the weatherman just being like, this is a don't go out of your house type of day. That, it, that should be where it should be described as. Like DEFCON 5, right? <laughs> 100%. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'll talk to you soon. All the best, Nathan. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Lloyd, second Lockdown Browns podcast. Great, great insight. Again, Every week, every time he's on here, it's great insight. Listen to the podcast, Lockdown Browns podcast, especially if you're a Browns fan. Fantastic stuff. This guy knows his stuff. It, it's, it goes without saying. Um, it really does. We'll wrap up the show. Super Bowl pick. And it's on CBS, 5.30 p.m. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. They're getting snow. Uh got snow earlier this week and whatnot. Uh, I gotta go Patriots. I know Sean McVay is a huge innovator. I know he's so creative. I I know he's got all this stuff, but 
New England, like, have you seen the the game plans that Josh McDaniels has put together in this playoff run against the Chargers and the Chiefs? Masterful. Just absolutely outstanding. You give him two weeks. You give Belichick two weeks. McVay's great. Half the age of Belichick. He and Belichick talk. If you read Peter King's Monday morning quarterback or football morning in America on profootballtalk.com, the football Bible, as I say, you know that they, they, they talk. They become friends, but nope, can't do it. I've got the Patriots, 34-20. to 20. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the commercials. We'll break it all down next week. You can find this podcast, and like all of our Sports Block podcasts, available on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Also follow me on Twitter, at Andy Sacken, Facebook, Nathan Sacken. I have a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy all the festivities. Have a great party. And we'll be back next week. So for Travis and the great Jeff Lloyd II, Travis is great too. The great Travis grins. The great Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast, breaking down senior bowl prospects and whatnot. I'm Nathan Stacken. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.